we have Pastor Ken. As I have mentioned in the past several weeks, we have been going through a rotation of pastors. Uh, today is Pastor Ken, our senior pastor of THMC. Um, he's our beloved pastor who's been leading us for many years now. And um, he is going to go over the book of Acts. We have been going through the book of Acts with different pastors. And um, I think the reason we are going through the book of Acts is to really be reminded that we are going through something similar as the early church. Um, as written in um, Acts. And so before I call up Pastor Ken, I will be doing the scripture reading. And when we do the scripture reading at the end, if you can all repeat with me, there should be a slide that will pop up. So Acts 4, 23 to 31. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate was met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you've appointed, anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you, Elijah. It's, it's good to be here. I'd like to welcome everyone. I'd like to welcome myself too. Um, Elijah texted me the other day uh, if I can speak on Book of Acts chapter 5. Without hesitation, I said yes. Then I read the passage. The chapter 5 begins with a story about uh, Ananiah and Shapira's story. You guys familiar with that story? Ananiah and Shapira. They sold their property and gave to church's offering. But they didn't give 100%. And they got killed. I, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about chapter 5. You know, that's very controversial. Uh, I mean, actually, it's very deep, you know, has a meaning into it, but... Uh, so I, uh, I kind of struggle, and she texts me again after a few days later. Pastor, can you speak on chapter four without hesitation? I said yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about chapter four. Then I read the passage. It's very lengthy passage, wrong passage. I guess I can come up with three different sermons. Which one should I choose? You know, I was like, no, I was, I wasn't reading that. I was actually read the passage and. This is it. The, the middle part, the passage we just read, it talks about prayer, importance of prayer, especially importance of corporate prayer. As a young church like us, uh, it is important to pray, right? Let me briefly talk about their background. Uh, Peter and John, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They boldly preached the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They just, they just, they just preached it. 
And religious people back in those days, they didn't like that because they were talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. They didn't want, they didn't want to admit Jesus Christ is the Messiah. That's why, please do not talk anymore about resurrection of Jesus Christ. So in fact, they actually caught them and put them into prison. And they had a meeting in Sanhedrin, the religious meeting. What should we do with these people? What should we do with these people who claim themselves as Christians? What do I do with Peter and John? And they just gave, gave them warning. Do not talk about resurrection of Jesus Christ anymore. We'll let you go. And that's how, uh, and this is how today's text actually begins, following that uh, background. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priest elder had to say to them. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people. Who are their own people? Who are their own people? co-believers, right? Fellow believers in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Actually, church, right? And they were running to the church. They ran to the church. They ran and they shared their experience, the church. That's what churches, church ought to be. That's what church looked like. Whenever you have excitement, you run to the church. Whenever you feel sorrow, whenever you have a problem, you run to the church. And what do you do? You share with them. You share your burden. You share with your struggles. You share with share everything. That's what church is supposed to be. But what about our church? What about you as a church? We are all church, right? In the believers of Jesus Christ. Do we have that safe ground? That's a big challenge, right? We often, we don't really, uh, I don't want to really go, go into that personal. You know, very, we love to, you know, pretend, you know, we're doing okay. Uh, so superficial, right? But that's not what the church is about. They ran to the church. And uh, they reported what they have experienced. And when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. I like that phrase. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. That's in Korean, 통성기도. You know what 통성기도 is? Prayer in unison. Pray like, 주여, Lord, Lord, Lord. And three times that they begin, you know, like, like crying out to God in one unison. That's what 통성기도 is. That's, that's what they've been doing. They raised their voice together in their prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made heaven and earth and the sea and everything in them. I like uh, corporate prayer. I want you to utilize, use that prayer as a church. You know, Jesus commanded us to pray in individually, right? Secretly. That's what I do, actually. You know, early in the morning, Leon, Pastor Leomi and, you know, all pastors and few members, they come to early in the morning in the church and pray secretly, quietly. 
I often do that in car. While I'm driving, I do, you know, revival meeting by myself. Preaching and, you know, like singing and praying and I do all kinds of things. I do that individually. And God says, he will heal you when you offer your prayer in secret, right? But same time, Bible also recommends us to pray corporately. When you pray as a team, as a, as a corporate church, you know, God's going to show up and going to experience uh, tremendous work of, of His hand. And uh, look at this verse said, uh, they pray, offer the prayer to God. When you pray, we have to know whom we are praying to. Remember, uh, disciples of Jesus Christ, they asked Jesus once, Lord, can you teach us how to pray? John's uh, disciples, seems like they, are, they know how to pray, but we want to know, can you teach us? Then Jesus taught them the Lord's Prayer. Remember the Lord's Prayer? How does the Lord's Prayer begin? Our Father who are in heaven, right? When you look at the original text, it says, Our Father. When they heard that phrase, they got, can we really pray like that? Our Father? Can we dress our God, our Father? My goodness, I never thought about that. That's how Jesus taught them. It's like our Father. It's like intimate, like very first word they kids learn. Appa, it's like Appa. When you pray, you are praying to our Father. Loving Father, caring Father, Almighty Fa Father. He is omnipotent, omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing. That God. When you pray, we are praying to the Creator. See, He is a Creator. You made heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. That means He's Creator. When we pray, we come, humbly come before the Lord. Acknowledge Him as a Creator. He's a Creator. And not only He's Creator, He's, he's Sovereign God. We have to acknowledge Him, His sovereignty. God, you are in control. You know everything. You're reigning over us. When you have that uh, attitude, or knowing the fact that He is serving God, we cannot but humbly come before Him and offer our prayers. We cannot pray unless we know Him, that He is Almighty God. He is our Father, our Father. As, as a church, we got to pray. This house should be called the house of prayer. We do a lot of things except prayer. That's why we don't have the vitality. That's why we don't have that, that, the power. We got to pray so the breakthrough may take place in our lives, in our church. So what did they pray to Almighty God as a church? I have a simple point. First one. Oh, I skipped 15. Oh, that's fine. They pray for God's presence. They pray for God. Verse 29. This is actually key verse that I chose. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servant to speak your words with great boldness. In early church, many persecutions, many threats were took place. 
And uh, they pray for God's presence. Rather than, Lord, would you get rid of this problem? No, no, no. That, that wasn't their prayer. You know, the consider in Greek word, consider means look from above. Lord, can you look from above? When we have troubles in our lives, when we have threat in our lives, can you look from above? When you are interested in somebody, right, you, you tend to keep looking at that person, right? You guys, you guys don't do that? I do that. I remember when my wife, Julie, when she was a college student, I couldn't help myself to keep looking at her. Oh, my goodness. I, why am I keep looking at her? Because she was so attractive, right? I could not take my eyes off from her. Because so attractive lady. As a human being, I cannot 24 hours, you know, seven days a week, I can't keep looking at her, right? I got to do my stuff, right? But God, on the other hand, God watches over us all the time. Is this encouraging to you? Or, I don't like God watching me all the time. Oh, my goodness, you know. Is that encouraging to you? I'm very encouraged. Because in this life, life is really tough. You know, we have so many issues, right? What if God is looking, watching from above and cheering for you? Son, daughter, run the race. Race of faith. Run the race of faith. If he's sending us that message out, very encouraged. Why doesn't he just take away our problems? Because this is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship. He's interested in the building of trust, building a relationship. He's not just you know, impersonal force, like, like a genie. Oh, I want this, you know, so would you take away? If he answers our prayer like that, you know, there's no relationship with him, right? There was a football player named uh, Stephen. And he loved to play football. His dad always comes to a stadium and cheer for him. But problem is, Stephen is bench warmer. He doesn't play. He's always sitting on the bench, warming the bench. His father always comes and cheer for his son's team. Before the graduation of Stephen's graduation, his father passed away. And Stephen, he never insisted coach for him to play because he, was, he wasn't that good as a you know, bench warmer. And Stephen asked coach, Sir, can, I, can you let me play? This is our last game. And I guess they were losing big time, so coach let him play the game. He played the game. Because of him, actually, he led the team to win. He did miraculous, you know, play and won the game. And after the game, uh, Stephen told his coach, thank you so much for letting me play this game. My father was blind. Uh, he thought I was playing all the time. But I know in heaven, he's watching me now. 
You're probably watching my first and last game of this season. Thank you for letting me uh, play. You know what? God is watches over us. Not only that, he's watching you. Sean, how can you do this? You know, he doesn't do that. He's like, Sean, you're my son. Yes, I know you struggle. I know you're having difficulty, but you know what? I'm cheering for you. Fight to go fight. I'm cheering for you. And that's why they pray for God's presence. Lord, can you look from above? Being aware of his presence is what we need. In this Christian journey, as long, if we have that, that, that spirit, knowing, the, you know, being aware that God is with me, cheering for me, watches over me, you can tackle any obstacles, challenges in your life. We do have challenges in our life, right? But that's the only way. Seeking his presence. Being aware that he is with us. Second point, they pray for great boldness to speak the word. The boldness means with all fearlessness. That's what it means. Don't we have fear in our lives? We all have fears in our lives. What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my career? My, if you're a business owner, is this going to be okay next year? This year? I heard, you know, inflation is really crazy, and economically we're having a really good, you know, hard time, and we do have fear. What do you do when you fear? What do you do when you fear as a church? We do have fear, right? Only way to get a little fear is be filled with the Holy Spirit. How can you be filled with the Holy Spirit? By prayer. It's an amazing thing. I got so much fear in my life as a uh, pastor, being a pastor. Even this morning, on the way coming to church, Lord, you know, like I'm preaching on the book of John, and I, I thought KM message was so important to our KM members. That's how I feel all the time. But Lord, let, him, let me just, you know, Share this message. Let me share your word to them. Because of my limitation of delivering message, I, I don't want you to, you know, like, blocking this message. You know, we, I have fear like that. We do have fear. How can you get a little fear? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. How can you be filled with the Holy Spirit? By prayer. When I kneel down before God and even coming on the way, I pray, Lord, use me as an instrument today. I often experience the, the, the boldness coming into my heart. My heart. I don't want to pick on this Sean today, but, uh, you know, Sean's mom. I went to mission trip with Sean's mom. Some of you guys know Sean's mom, right? She's very uh, nice. Soft talk. I don't know, I mean, if she's like soft talk to you, but but she's a very soft talk person, very gentle, nice inner lady. And she was one of my teammates, short mission. You know, we, we visited villages and we were singing and skit, we, we, we present, skit presentation and one of us shared our testimony and one of us shared the message. 
I remember one particular uh, mission trip, Chan's mom stood before the people, one of the village. She was like pointing her finger to, I'm here to speak to you and to you on the roof. I was like, wow, I never seen Chan's mom like that. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. She boldly spoke the word of God. And many of us got shocked. And people actually came to know the Lord. I often, she's still very quiet, you know, like talk softly and, yeah. When Holy Spirit filled with us, we can do things that beyond our imagination, beyond our ability, beyond our strength. That's why uh, we got to pray to be filled with the Spirit so that we, as a church, can preach the witness the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We should pray so you never, your servant, to speak your word with great boldness. I like this passage in Isaiah 41.10. Some of you guys you know, know this passage, right? so do not fear. I know you guys have fear, I, because I know I have fear. For I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. But problem, problem is this. Is he your God? That is a question we have to offer. He has to be my God. So I should not be feared. You know, fear not, passes, fear not, appears in the Bible 365 times. You know that, right? That means we need to claim that passage every day. Last point, they pray for signs and wonders. This is their prayer. Stretch out, God, stretch your hands to heal and for, perform miracle signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. When we claim the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and when we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, not my name, we, not proclaim your name in prayer, but claim the name of Jesus Christ, you know what? He's going to show up. He's going to perform the miracles, signs and wonders. That's why as a church, we've got to pray. Church is a place where you pray. I remember when I joined Christian Reformed Church, our denomination, I was early, like mid-30, young pastor. We had a denominational meeting. Korean pastors you know, had a denominational meeting in Las Vegas, one of the churches in Las Vegas. I drove to Las Vegas. I don't want to go to this meeting, but I was told to attend this meeting. Ah, I don't want to, I mean, back in those days, I don't want to meet elderly pastors. Come on, you know, I'm a young pastor, and, but I don't want to give me a bad impression, right? So I, I, I went. On the way, I realized I forgot my suit and tie. Because Korean pastors always wear suit and tie, just like I do. And back in those days, you know, Julia and I had financial difficulties. But I had to buy the suit and tie. So we stopped by one of the outlets and tried to get the cheapest one. But still it was like $20. Plus shoes and tie, shirt and everything. And I went. None of the pastor wearing suit. I was the only one wearing suit and tie. 
I, I was so embarrassed. I regret that day. Man, I shouldn't come. I was so, I feel so bad. But you know, that day, I learned something, one of the most important lessons in my life. One of the pastors got, got up and shared, and he remember Pastor Park, he shared about his son, son named Philip. Philip is in Calvin College. He's in critical situation now. Doctors say there's no hope. This is like rare cancer. He's only like 21. Smart guy. And he just shared, can you, fellow pastor, can you pray for Philip? Everyone stood up and they, with their loud voice, they were, you know, offering God's corporate prayer. I was like, wow, these guys can really pray. I mean, I was like, wow. These people really, wow. After that incident, week from that incident, we heard the news. We see the sign. God is doing things in his life. After a month, a few months, we, have, we kept hearing this news. He's completely recovered. I thought, hey, for that reason, I you know, had to spend $100 for my suit and tie. Was it was worth it. It was worth it. Let me conclude my message. When we pray, I want you to remember this. When we pray, try unity of God. Trinity of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is working together. Right? Because we're offering our prayer to God in the name of Jesus Christ by the helping of the Holy Spirit. Right? Can you imagine this? God who created the whole universe is Almighty God, when you pray, He listens. But this is a question that I want to actually uh, share with you. Only those of us who have personal relationship with Him can call Him our Father. You just cannot pray. Even if you know the power of prayer, you can't pray. You can't offer prayer because if you don't have personal relationship with Him, we got to have personal relationship with Jesus Christ. What do you mean, personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Okay, I don't have much time. But let me just share this passage here. I prepare a lot, right? Yeah. Okay, verse 24. I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me, hearing and believes, there are two things, two conditions we need to have. When we, have, when we do that, he, has, he or she has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed from death to life. This is the way we have built our relationship with God, to make relationship with God. We are all sinners because soon we have to die. After that, we have faced judgment. But while we're still sinners, Christ died for us on the cross. That's what symbolized, cross symbolized. While we're still sinners, Christ died for us. And he's telling us, Okay, I tell you the truth. Jesus is saying, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word. Many of us heard the message so many times. I mean, you heard the message, right? But do you really believe? You know, I challenged our Korean congregation this morning. Do you really believe? Because I don't really see. I don't really see the evidence from you. 
If you don't see the evidence, that means maybe, maybe you don't really believe. You heard the message, but you never really believe. Believe means receive him with your heart. Trust him. Trust that fact you, have, you cannot save yourself. You cannot. We cannot save ourselves. Only Jesus can save us. That's what it means. That's what beliefs mean. Lord, I heard your message. I want to believe the fact that you die on the cross for my sake. You, you die instead of me. Truly acknowledging that. That is what beliefs mean. But I got shocked. Not that many people, even in the church, they don't really believe that truth. That's why Billy Graham said, it's fruit, ministry fruit. 70% of his ministry fruit is coming from the church. Church folks, they didn't really believe in the gospel. But they were attending a church. They were worshiping God. They were doing a lot of things. You know, even, even if you really believe in Jesus, you can't do it. You don't get involved in a lot of things, right? Even you can perform the miracle. Did you know that? Bible mentioned that. In my name, I was prophesying. In my name, I healed the people. In my name, I did a lot, lot, lot of things. Yet, just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know you. My heart for the church today, you know, how many people we have? More than 12 disciples, right? If you know Jesus in personal way, and when you begin to pray as a, as a church, Los Angeles, you can impact Los Angeles. That's how I see it. Let's pray together. Lord, uh, you know us so well, Lord God. And we, we grew up in church and we heard the message so many times. Yet, often we doubt because we were focusing our eyes on something else besides Jesus. Lord, we just turn our attention to you once again so that we may see resurrected Christ. We want to open our hearts, Father God, and receive you, Lord Jesus, your spirit. We just want to admit that we are sinners and because of our sin, you die on the cross instead of us. And help us to, Lord, trust you even though we may have many challenges and trials in this life. Thank you once again, Father God, to invite us into the relationship, not to the religion. I pray for our EM congregation that each one of us may profess their faith in Jesus Christ so that we can not only impact our people, this generation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.